welcome to the Whispers of the Soul podcast, hosted by Sally Ann Marla and Sibby Spencer. Every week we dive into spiritually rich topics to create conscious conversations to help you, the listener, deepen into your own soul wisdom and practice. The space we create through our discussions invites you into your own inner world whilst we explore ours and our guest speakers. We come together to share stories, creativity, wisdom, insights and laughter. If you feel it's time to become more curious about your own uniquely creative, expressive self that makes you, well, you, then you are in good company. So hello, hello, and welcome to episode four um, this week, which is making the transpersonal personal. I am Sally. And I'm Sibby. And we're super excited to have an amazing guest with us this week, um, Mary Rita Maguire, um, somebody that I met very fortunately um, at Derby when we were both doing the same course. So um, she's going to be here talking to us this week about this very fascinating topic. Excited. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, we are. We're really looking forward to it. And she joins us all the way from the Emirates. So, you know, she's not just around the corner. (laughs) The wonders of technology. The wonders. Um, So (laughs) Mary Rita, the creative catalyst, founder and gatekeeper of Mysterium. Hopefully I've said that right, Mary Rita. Yeah, yeah, Mysterium. Okay. Um, (laughs) A space for seekers of transformation using applied transpersonal psychology, storytelling, which I love, um, and creative expressive therapies. I use the Mysterium to create a safe space which allows clients to step into their story and rediscover their purpose and meaning. She guides them through um, and across the threshold through stages of transitions towards the quest of transformation. I love that for an introduction. Sounds amazing. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, we're we're ready to to step onto that quest with you today, Mary Lisa. (laughs) Sibby's Sibby's tea's not helping with her transformation this morning. No, I I definitely need to be transformed this morning. We'll see what we can do in this uh, in this beautiful space. Uh, no, no pressure, Mary Rita. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> so, for people that are listening, that may be thinking, okay, I think I've heard of the word, or I'm familiar with transpersonal, um, but I'm not really sure what that is. Could you just elaborate a little bit on that, just so, just to kind of set the scene for people listening? Of course. Um, so. Transpersonal psychology in itself has many, many definitions. You can go into different academic journals, into into books, and you'll find a different definition. And so that's one of the things that I was thinking about, you know, how am I going to define transpersonal psychology? And one of the things that's always been important to me is that sense of bringing something to the streets, if you like you know, that makes it applicable, accessible. Mm, And that's the most important thing. And so when I think of the transpersonal, the word trans means beyond. Mm -hmm. And the word personal is self. 
-hmm. Now, many would say beyond self is what the transpersonal is about, but it's both and. So it's beyond and including self. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when we're thinking about what we're doing through a transpersonal lens or perspective, we are saying we are going beyond the self, but with a both and Mm -hmm. uh, perception. So that's one of the things that's always been really important to me is that sense that the simple form is that it's going beyond the self, but including the self in the journey. Yeah. And yeah, that's interesting because I think sometimes with some of these ideas or practices, people think that you just go beyond the self and that's problem solved, but it really Mm -hmm. isn't, is it? There's that you need to be inclusive of that other side of the self. I totally agree. It brings in sort of spiritual aspects and, but what about cultural as well? Does it kind of bring in all the other the wider lens of the self do you know what I'm saying is that is that right absolutely and I think that this is one of the differentiations between transpersonal psychology and spiritual psychology it often gets referred to as a spiritual psychology but it is both and not a spiritual psychology because it is about the sense of a global village so it's about the sense of we're all here as part of a a huge conscious community Mm. and it doesn't matter about our religion our culture our beliefs our values our ideals they are inclusive of a transpersonal way of being Mm. because transpersonal is that sense of including but that sense that it's not just about us as human beings it's about the planet that we inhabit it's about the animals It's about the food that we consume. It's about the way we show up within our social communities, politically. So it encompasses all of these elements of being human Mm. and also all of those elements that are hidden and unseen as well. So So it's the whole experience that we're having. Yeah. Every aspect of it. Yes. Absolutely. And I think that this is where the element of consciousness is really important because, you know, we have different different examples and definitions of what it means to be conscious. But when you come from a transpersonal lens, being conscious is that sense of a collective oneness Mm. that is connected. And this doesn't necessarily have to be a religious connection, but it's a sense of relationship with the other. Mm. There's something of the mystery stepping into the mystery mm. and kind of co-creating with that mystery as well so and I think with it the, I mean I love that idea and obviously being spiritual myself it's I you know I'm quite happy living in the world of mystery and exploring yeah. that but you know I, I still feel that there's some resistance for some people to go beyond what they feel is known or safe which arguably comes from what science is you know dictated is known and safe Mm -hmm. um and you know but I'm but I'm seeing more and more people wanting to wanting to open up wanting to explore um particularly I think as we're going through so many changes globally that macrocosm and microcosm of these changes that we're you know having and experiencing so for for people that want to kind of step into that arena what would you say is you know a good way for them to 
to start or to explore because this this idea you were saying about bringing it to the streets I love that that's so cool you know and you know applying it so that they can kind of use it in in their day-to-day yeah that's a really good point it's a really good point and I just wanted to kind of come back to that sense of science Mm. because you know when when we drill down to what science is science means to know yeah it's that search for knowledge and you know what we have is there are certain scientific um elements that are more dominant than others yeah but you know human sciences is part of science Mm -hmm. and human sciences is uh, the world of psychology it's the world of um, exploring consciousness exploring you know the the wider universe and yet there are very strong elements to science that are dominant within our society but it is changing and I think this is the most important thing that science as a whole is always exploring and you know uh, my master's is in science and I'm really proud of that because the, the scientific world is much broader than we are led to believe that it is and, you know, it is opening and branching out to exploring more of the mysteries. And so the first thing I think that you need to do to bring transpersonal psychology or spirituality or consciousness to the streets is just taking that moment to think about how we're always in relationship to the other. It doesn't matter if we're religious. It doesn't matter about our values we're always searching outside ourselves for something, whether that's in relationship with each other, with nature, with art, music, poetry. There's something we're trying to connect to. And if we kind of woke up in the morning and had that conscious awareness of saying, what is it that I want to connect to today? Well, in my opinion, you're already being transpersonal because you are going beyond self. (laughs) So the the first thing is that first step of saying, I wake up in the morning and I consciously say, what is this relationship? What is the connection that I want to make today? And in that moment, you are saying, I'm going beyond myself, but I'm also including myself. So it's that both and. Mm. And so that's where you can start. So if you are conscious and aware of what you're doing on a daily basis, just with that one set intention, um, it, I, I think Renee Brown, I love what she says, you know, about you show up courageously, you show up with compassion and you show up to connect. Mm-hmm. And I feel that those are transpersonal values. They're yeah. all transpersonal values because transpersonal means that we don't think of ourselves as just being here on our own as some separate entity. You know, the no man's an island um, quote of can't think of the name of the poet right now but a very famous English (laughs) poet which we'll come back to I'm not sure no man is an island yeah Yeah. um one of my students created an art piece around just that one um statement from a poem and it's always stuck with me that sense well yeah no man is an island and so we always have to have that sense of the other and going beyond ourselves otherwise why would we step out the door and I remember one of one of my clients actually that I work with she um I said to her something around that so very similar to what you just said about you're not an island you know you're here to coexist or co-create this co you know word that we put in front and um something just landed with her with that and she kind of she she'd just come out of a a 25-year marriage and and 
sort of went towards exploring different relationships, just like you were saying, actually, Mary Rita, at the start about, you know, this relationship that we have, not just with other people, but with everything. And she just kind of, she started to open up a little bit about to explore that. But mm. I do see, I do see people, maybe it's a British thing, but some people mm. are just like, oh, I'm all right. And, you know, like when we were talking about words, and we would, I'm fine. Yeah. And, and I looked up the, the origin of the word, etymology is yeah yeah the origin of the word and it was all about this this final this finish this death this and and Sibby pointed out you know when somebody says I'm fine it feels like they've put a hand up like, to not ask don't any, go any further isn't it it's kind of like a any more yeah <laughs> and so and so it's it, we it's so much needed now to you know kind of try to explore probably as a as a first point of call this idea of okay it's not just this life this existence this body these five senses there's stuff beyond those five senses mm. and not not to ignore the the starting point but to to maybe be a little bit more open to what's beyond yeah. that functioning i'm functioning i'm surviving my day kind of experience like a maybe. survival thing yeah, yeah. But also there's I, yeah. no, sorry, Mary Rita, I was just thinking about No, no, please, please go. You were saying about connect connecting and connecting with others. And we're living in it's it's, it's almost I don't know if this is the right no, I'm not gonna say that because I don't know if it's the right word for what we're in, but um we've got so much connection in technology terms and much less connection you know, in, in community person, and um, yeah, mm. that it's, it seems to me that something like this, that, that the, you know, the work that you're doing seems more important than ever mm. to, to remind us that we, there are so many facets of our experience in life, you know, not just, yeah. I think we, I think we're going through a time now, aren't we, where this work feels more you know needed. more resonant more needed than than ever really I agree and this is one of the reasons that um applied transpersonal psychology is really important to me because you can apply it to any form of education um therapeutic practice mm. you know um if you work in um, a call center or you're a manager in um, a youth center it doesn't matter because it's that sense of, yeah, what, what are we doing when we show up? Mm. You know, how are we showing up in the world? And if we have that sense of I am here with this sense of beyond and you are bringing that into an inclusive space, then I think your mindset changes. But I also want to just take a moment because there are sometimes um, times in our lives where it is difficult to even open the curtains. Yeah. And when someone, and I want to really acknowledge this because I think when someone in that situation is told, oh, all you have to do is be in relationship with the other, just be mindful, just be compassionate. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's not easy. No. And that's what we always have to remember as well. It's like we're, we're all on a different journey and we're all at different points on that journey. But I think that when we are at that point where we can show up, it's just that moment where you can be conscious with the world around you, that something shifts and something changes. And those um, people 
who haven't got to that point or are, are unable to get to that point this is where you know the the support and the growth and the just holding space becomes really important mm-hmm. and holding space to me is transpersonal as well because it's that saying well I'm holding space I might not even have to say anything to you I've had a friend go through a really traumatic experience this year and sometimes it's not about even comforting it's just being sat there as a presence yeah might be she might be on her phone I might be on my phone but you're there you're there in that presence and when that person feels ready to just look and see and witness what's going on they're going to be connected to someone or something or Mm. some element and that's one thing that I think is really important because sometimes it's really difficult to show up and I don't want anyone to ever think that the work that I do is a magical solution because I think it helps to start the journey (laughs) (laughs) ah there we we go shall we I was going to say, should we just cut it here? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I really hear you, Marit, and that's one of the things I admire about you the most is just your ability to get into the nitty gritty, the stuff that might not always be pleasant, the stuff that people don't want to talk about, the shadow aspect of life and, mm. and feelings and emotions and experiences. And we need that. And you just have an uncanny way of being in that space with somebody, but also almost holding a light just you know Mm. it's like yes embrace this darkness let's let's pick through it let's work it out but I'm here with you I you know there's there are you know there's a way through it almost or a way out of it and and I do think that sometimes in terms of shutting down and feeling separate or depressed which I've experienced on and off throughout my life Mm. really from a very young age sometimes you do need to be shut down and switched off and separate because that's sometimes like the moment before then something actually comes through me or births through mm-hmm. me or I have a different experience. And it's so it, it isn't a I know what you're trying to say. It's 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 trying not to promote an idealistic mindset of what it means to be well, healthy, accepting of other, accepting of self, mm-hmm. but be more embodied and inclusive with that as you go because as we know in life it's two steps forward sometimes 10 steps back. yeah or <laughs> but sideways that, but that's okay all round <laughs> round sideways zigzag bit of a zigzag yeah don't forget the spiral don't oh, yeah. forget oh, the spiral. Gosh. <laughs> the spirals <laughs> mary rita we could do a whole other podcast on spirals and get you back on that that'd topic be, that'd be good i love a spiral i love a good spiral <laughs> But I agree. It's dark night of the soul, isn't it? And it's remembering that, you know, we all go through our own personal journeys with crisis and it looks and feels different to every single person. And so I think that the transpersonal showing up for me is that sense of a conscious community and having conscious conversations. So when that person does come back out of that darkness, that there is a conscious community around them. Mm, and there's a community that is holding that space and we not might not be a community in the same way as we were hundreds of years ago Mm. we we can create this through having these conversations that we're having right now we're co-creating we're co-creating with that sense of the transpersonal universe Mm. and it's 
And in my belief and in my values, it hears us, Mm. it listens and it senses the intention. Mm. And then we have opened up something. We've, we've, we've created a seed and hopefully anyone who listens then hears that seed and those seeds. Yeah start to yeah. scatter and grow you know yes and it's a bit like a lifeline isn't it for yeah. people who who are you know it's it's just talking about this because I've experienced depression as well and that it's the most isolating lonely feeling isn't it mm. it can be and just like to have yeah just a seed of something a seed of hope I suppose or you know a little light somewhere in the darkness is just so powerful mm. um and yeah, needs to be acknowledged because I think there's a lot of, and I, I know I've gone into it myself and been not not sucked in because some of it's great, but there's a lot of focus on the positive and mm. it, now, isn't there? And I know you you did a, I attended your talk that Sally organised about the shadow self. And that was so powerful for me because I think to accept your, your, your experience, you know, to accept every part of it and uh, and almost um give it the same amount of love as the the good bits <laughs> or the yeah. good bits as you see Ooh, them I like that give it the same amount of love you know it's Ooh. it's it's so powerful isn't it and I think that's what feels to me that you you're doing with you know with transpersonal psychology rather than a lot of the um things that I'm that I've come across um, that are not as well well studied probably in research, but, you know, all sorts of man- and manifesting and things like that where it's about keeping positive, you know. It's very difficult, isn't it? Yeah. And it's something that. that I really... So in, during my dissertation, um, I created a mask um, that had that real big smile because, you know, I'm known for my smile. So often people think, oh, here's a very happy, positive, optimistic person. And this is often projected onto me. And I often then fall into the projection of what others see. But during the pandemic, I was holding space for over 200 students online, trying to teach them drama while they all had their cameras off. And for that energetic exchange that you get in creativity, it was absent. And I just kept like everything's going to be okay, everything's going to be, we're going to be fine, you know, because it's this, you're holding space as a teacher, you're holding space for children. And I burnt out. Mm. I burnt out. And it was a huge, it was such a valuable lesson for me that, you know, the positive and optimistic isn't always the right way to be. And there was one girl who, because each of the students created a journal a reflective journal at the end of their drama project and this one girl just wrote um I I can see Miss Mary is smiling uh, but I can also see the cracks behind her smile and I was like and that was my breakthrough because Mm -hmm. I was like wait a minute what am I doing here you know I was just trying to hold the space and keep them all safe and this is what we try to do thinking that being positive and happy all the time is is going to keep them safe Mm. but actually sometimes going oh yeah this is tough today isn't it yeah this is really difficult today isn't it yeah I feel it too I was crying today as well I found the pandemic really hard Mm. and then when I did my research project I was 
so much more able to be real with the my co-researchers because I'd gone through that process. I thought, no, I'm not going to just turn up and say, oh, you know, this is going to be a wonderful research project and this everything. It was like, no, well, this might be really difficult and we don't know what's going to come out of it because you're going to be talking about your lived experience of the pandemic. Mm. And and then, you know, this is the this is that journey of what you were what you were saying, Sibby, about that showing love to the the difficult parts and the darker parts. And those conversations are so important and as important. So both and again, not, oh, let's reject the happy and the optimistic. Yeah. It's the no, both and, exactly. isn't it? It's and this for yeah. me is transpersonal. That yeah. to me is the is the essence of what it means to be transpersonal. You bring both, and you bring them yeah. forward with you. You don't go, oh, I'll leave you behind, and I'll just bring the good bits. Yeah, I'll leave. You know, so this is what it is. It's that inclusive both and, searching for purpose and meaning from all aspects mm. of, of who we are. Yeah, I I think I think a lot of you know different things that are being modeled out there can create almost a misunderstanding around thinking there needs to be a force or a push or a conceited effort towards feeling positive or happy. And um, of course we know, and and a lot of what we did in our degree with the creative expressive therapies, it's actually there's far more value in being open and honest of, of whatever's coming up in that present moment creating the space for it and allowing it to come up because in my experience even with the darker stuff if it has some sort of a medium or a vessel it it doesn't it's not it's not supposed to hang about for your whole life it's actually it, it you know energy in motion it moves it changes it it transmutes it can it, it but but you you can't just ignore it and push it down and and try and grab something that feels more pleasant because then you're not really being true to yourself, are you? Let alone how you're being with other people. So it's an interesting one to watch and just maybe to be a bit more mindful of is, okay, am I, is there a force here? Am I pushing myself to be this way? Mm-hmm. And if I yeah. am, could I create some space in my day to day where I can just go off and maybe explore that a little bit? And I know, you know, journaling works for some people. I, I had a client that's used to say to me, oh, I put on music and dance around the house. Yeah. I remember doing a, a, a brilliant session with Mary Rita where she held the space for me. And actually there, I had this sort of creative energy that wasn't allowed to come out. She was super expressive and brave and bold. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Mary Rita was like, get that music on, get, you know, get, you know, and just kind of let her out because regardless of what that is that's trying to come through it's about the coming out right and acknowledging it and allowing allowing it some space and I think sometimes in 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 some people's experiences of having a busy life whether they're juggling family or jobs or whatever it is that they're juggling it it almost seems like a not a priority to Mm. create that space and and then it gets and then it gets left and then it that's when it builds up, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it starts to surface something else. Yeah, I think there's um like coming back to that kind of transpersonal way of being, like just what's happened today. I don't know if you've read the news about like the word that's been chosen for 2022 is goblin mode. I've seen that. Yeah, and and this to me shows a collective 
shift in how we want to be perceived because goblin mode appeared um to as a kind of counter argument of this perfect version of us on on um social media and you know everyone thought metaverse was going to be the word of the year but goblin mode is the word of the year and is being added to the oxford dictionary and it's that I don't care. I'm going to show up exactly like I am. This is my messy bedroom. This is my messy hair. <laughs> I'm angry today. I've got food on my face. <laughs> Whatever that is, that is a collective experience of wanting to just show actually I'm a bit cracked. Yeah. yeah. This has been really yeah. difficult this last three years. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And that ties in a little bit of, of the, that idea around the permissions that I'd mentioned on the, on the Sunday, which um, for me was, was so important about it's okay. Just give yourself permission. And, and then, and, and then seeing that kind of effect of the situations mm. or people around you, cause they're like, Oh, Oh, okay. So she's okay. Not being okay. So yeah. that's okay. If I'm not okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. space. It's reminded me of when we first went into lockdown and it was like, Oh my God, the schools are closing. Ah, and uh, I, I, I just, I, I just had this, you know, how you just kind of have an impulse to do something. And I set up a Facebook group and I stuck all, I invited all the mums I knew and it was called life and kids. And I did all sorts of ridiculous stuff in it. Like I had, I know it's goblin mode, but before goblin mode, (laughs) I I just realized, um, but I did like queen of clutter where it was almost like homes and gardens but it was queen of clutter and I just went around the house all the crap that's what rubbish that was in (laughs) that was in piles you know and I was like welcome to my beautiful home and I just did all this silly stuff I love that and I invented things like the lego scoop which was um which was a party hat and worked out that you could scoop lego up from the floor with it Oh, but you know when you like I don't know where that came from but what I do know is it was so great for me mm. to express that silly in mm. the face of this oh my goodness I've got the children at home all the time yeah it's crazy um but to almost be crazy like that yeah but then I had quite a lot of mums just saying oh you've just got me through you just got me through mm. the day <laughs> you know yeah and it's funny isn't it because that was just something I felt that I wanted to do but it's like that that being able to express that silliness that and that imperfection which I obviously needed to do myself and and almost get other people involved you know do you know what I mean I'm on um, board with any silliness it it was very very silly it was really silly favorite and when I think of it I don't know where it came from Mm. because I don't do those things at the school gates. Some of these mums I didn't know very well. I was just like... But it was I'll a just, need, you know, wasn't it? Obviously, just to... my old dressing gown, like <laughs> lip syncing to we don't need no education. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, it was just, I've just forgotten it. all of this. But it was like so needed at that time. Yeah. But for me as well. Yeah. You well, know, for me, that's like, that is a, a clear example of, you know, you created a community you 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 know you were willing to show up consciously yeah uh, this is where I'm at I don't know why I'm here but this is actually where I I'm at. <laughs> and yet 
just you created a space for others to then like Sally was saying about permission yeah gave permission to others to then go oh yeah you know what yeah here's here's my rendition of Pink Floyd you know yeah here's my Lego scoop yeah exactly (laughs) people were sharing stuff and it was it was it was really great but yeah it's like you like you're saying just to to be open like that Mm -hmm. and make those connections through your imperfections and actually showing showing that you know there are cracks yeah and being, and play- definitely and being playful, and being playful. Well. yeah being exactly. playful, yeah sometimes as well if, you know talking about setting that up on facebook social social media i remember somebody was talking to me about an inst- instagram and instagram accounts and and this one that was sort of a model version of how it should look like it was so precise oh. and lined up and symmetrical and yeah. the same colors in each one and mine was rubbish because it had this and that and it didn't match and and I was like oh I don't think I like that I don't why are we doing that why, why where's so this come much. from to you know and even like with Amber she's 12 now she's I'm aware that there's this oh you need to look like this you need mm. to have this sort of a school bag and this sort of a shoe and mm. this sort of a make makeup lipstick or you know and it's and it's subtle sometimes mm. but according to who and and why mm. and this you know I think if we have more of what you did in that group more of that open silliness more of that well this is me anyway yeah, uh, yeah. it kind of would be more beneficial particularly for the younger generation as well as it as would ours. it would and I think like going back to the connections thing as well and it there's a lot of society's kind of set up to Mm. control the connections that we have in a way isn't it or Mm. or to limit Mm. the connections that we have or to kind of funnel them through one channel like this is what you should be do you know what I mean there's not that broader sense of what you're you're saying Mary Rita of looking at all of the aspects Mm. of our experience not just you know what we look like or what we buy or yeah you know it's there's so much of that isn't there now and for me that's the coming for me it always comes back to transpersonal because for me the both and inner outer yeah the inner the outer world is important we know it's important we we have to be in it but the inner world the inner spaces are also important and so it's about nourishing the both and and again, to me, that comes into the transpersonal because it's saying, well, yeah, I do have to show up and I, you know, I need to brush my hair if I go to work and maybe put on a nice, a nice shirt or something. But what am I doing with my inner world? What am I doing with that inner landscape? Mm-hmm. And because our inner landscapes are neglected. Yeah. And I, I, I truly believe that the transpersonal lesson from the COVID-19 pandemic was that we were put into lockdown all of a sudden we weren't able to go out there and so many people were sort of kind of forced to stop and look inwards yeah and to become reflective and to question who they are and what they're doing and why they're here when all of a sudden you know we have an entire globe our whole planet collective consciousness if ever I've experienced it going through the same thing at the same time yeah and that to me was like wow that is a huge shift a huge shift and it's what we do now isn't it 
And I, for me, the the word goblin mode, <laughs> beating the metaverse, yeah, is hugely significant on a transpersonal level. Yeah, you know, hugely significant because metaverse is this online world where you can be an avatar and where you can experience all of these these perfections. And yet people chose the complete opposite, the complete yeah. opposite. And it's not that we're now going to leave the metaverse behind, both and transpersonal, yeah, bring that forward too. Mm. But that that call of community, that call of our collective, through one word that's being added to the dictionary this year, this is one when we really root into the meaning of things and go, well, so if I show up transpersonal-minded every day, of course, you know, the goblin mode is going to mean more to me because I'm thinking about it on that transpersonal level. And mm-hmm. everything can be thought through in those dimensions and in those levels. So mm-hmm. I think uh, that's uh, really just really important. And like that coming, you know, really coming to the darkness, really important. Mm-hmm. And coming coming to that kind of sense of darkness and searching for light. Um, that's why I chose a moth for my logo because everyone was like butterfly transformation you know oh beautiful butterfly transformation and yet and I almost didn't choose it it sort of chose itself I've been talking to Sally about this how mysteriums almost come from a transpersonal place I'm just this conduit that's going okay that's what you want to be (laughs) oh oh moth I don't really like moths but obviously you want to be a moth okay (laughs) (laughs) it's that sense of it's definitely not my yeah um, my world it's mysterium is is being created it's co-created with this wonderful mystery and for me that's the moth you know it also represents transformation but it's the nocturnal element it's the darker element of transformation but always drawn to light so yeah. that sense it, it's surrounded by darkness always drawn to light and so mm-hmm. everything there's a deeper meaning happening on Absolutely. all levels love it <laughs> mary rita with out, out of everything that you've done with the transpersonal and all of the you know the research and i know very long study research <laughs> assessment side you've yeah. gone through is there one experience that you've had or one thing that really stood out to you on your on your journey with the transpersonal absolutely um so for my research so I I um my dissertation was on um exploring kind of the pandemic through the lens of kind of 18 year olds who turned 18 during the pandemic and using mask ritual and storytelling to open up what was going on and so we explored their lived experiences through creative visualization, mask making, archetypal storytelling, and br- brought that all together into like a creative synthesis. And that, you know, that for me is like hopefully going to be a body of work I can expand. But the 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 research method I chose was organic inquiry. And organic inquiry is quite new in, in terms of um, transpersonal research methods. And what I loved about it is that the opening title was to to be an organic inquiry researcher is to be in relationship with spirit. And so from from the offset, there was that sense of I'm not doing this by myself. I'm opening myself up to what wants to come through me to be researched. 
And at the beginning, I was going in a certain direction. And the amount of aha moments through being in that organic inquiry space was revelationary in terms of how I now work because I trust the process much more. As long as I'm in relationship and I'm aware of what I'm doing within the transpersonal research method, then I feel I can trust the process. So it might be, um, for example, before I meet a client, I call in the archetypes that I feel are my guides. And um, the two gu- the two guys that have been identified for me through an, a wonderful um, gentleman called Mark Wentworth, um, he's um, a spiritual color um, specialist. So he uses numerology to identify your soul, your soul color and your life path. And mine was wonderfully con- like paradoxical. It was the wise woman and the rebel pioneer. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh yes. Sounds okay. like a great combination. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I started working with these energies and have done ever since. And so before I start any of my sessions, I I, I go into that transpersonal space, call in those archetypal energies to support me with doing the work that I feel that I'm called here to do. And um, that's been... The, the, the biggest part of that whole experience with the transpersonal psychology definitely yeah. sounds amazing yeah I love that yeah really powerful and it's funny because when you when you yourself kind of go through some of these processes that then you may find yourself helping somebody else go through it's it's I think that sometimes makes the work even more powerful because it's you're not it's not about walking the same path or having the same experiences or walking in their footsteps but it's it's the, in terms of a process and that meaning making process that you go through yourself kind of yeah. you know it's really present I guess in that space but I, I love what you're saying about the archetypes because I'll do something similar sometimes with the oracle cards or just uh, actually maybe Sibby you don't mind me saying when Sibby came for a healing her last healing before she even got here they were getting the guides were asking me to prepare the space in a way that I've never done before I was like oh okay (laughs) (laughs) we're doing this are we and and just hearing you talk Mary Rita it sounds like it's you the same in creating that space for spirit or the universe or source or higher self or you know maybe a combination um same thing uh, to come through and have have that connection but in that co-creative way so like you say it's you and other um mm. but it's interesting isn't it when you start to work like that and, and it does lend itself to trust in the process more and you do find it, for me you know I, I certainly in in this business I've gone through periods of time where I've just worried about oh what if I can't feed the kids tonight? <laughs> what if I can't pay the bills? What if I, whereas now it's, I'm just really, my whole focus is on what I'm doing and not really worrying about that because that trusting the process has come back in a lot stronger for me, which has been a challenge. I mean, it's, it still have its challenging days, but there is something quite powerful about almost having your own experience of evidencing how that might present yeah and and we know the power don't we of ritual Mm. you know ritual especially when ritual is repeated it becomes powerful because each time you create that ritual it 
it, it gets more and more power and essence behind it because it's repeated. And, you know, something about stepping into the same space, saying the same words, you know, setting the same kind of intention. And then the way you close the space, that's something that's been so important to me ever since I was in um, performing arts in college, because we had an amazing director who would always ensure that when we stepped into a space, we were held. And when we stepped out of it, we were held. And I think that's when I first realized the power of drama as a therapeutic practice or mm-hmm. as a, as a tool for well-being or just as you know as a way of stepping into what you know I call the liminal space mm-hmm. you know the space in between the here and there yeah and so you know ritual really creates meaning and you know it's the chicken and egg what came first ritual or meaning <laughs> but uh it's it's that things True. have essence and they have and I'm, I'm I'm sure from your previous podcast about the energy behind words I haven't listened yet but I do really want to hear this podcast because I do think that there's a powerful energy behind everything that we do when we set intention and if you're then looking at it through a transpersonal way of being you are in co-creation with the other yeah because we are transpersonal and it comes into that one consciousness and the collective and and so you know it's knowing what your compass is that always brings you back to why am I doing this? Yeah. Um, I have a, a little bell on my phone that goes off every couple of hours. And it's a reminder, where am I showing up today? How am I showing up? And is is that kind of transpersonal value present? You know, and sometimes mm-hmm. it isn't because I'm a human being. <laughs> yeah. but sometimes you know sometimes it's like ah no I just don't you know I want to be an island today thank you very much <laughs> and so but it's that sense isn't it of awareness mm, it's absolutely. awareness and noticing noticing and I think ritual allows us to start noticing mm. what is going on what is going on and that like you said when your guides came in and were like you're going to be setting up this space differently you noticed you were aware and you allowed you gave them permission through you to, to set up that space yeah. in a different way. Yes, I know that that word permission is there again. Yeah. I love it. Yes, the beautiful, <laughs> um, powerful word. I just so just for people that are listening, if they want to find out more about Mary Rita um, in the description, I will include a link to your yes website um and um and they can see firsthand your beautiful moth they can indeed <laughs> the moth is very present <laughs> um but just before we close just yeah you know for people that are listening what what is you know going into this this world this business and this beautiful space that you've created what's what do you like to see happen with somebody or a client that you're working with what kind of lights you up in in doing what you do for me, it's the stepping into the imaginal and how that changes then the the narrative that they've had in their lives. Mm. Because not not often we step into that creative imaginal space where you're speaking to archetypes and you're embodying um, goddesses and you're working with poetry and music or you're moving you know, or you're finding your 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 dramatic sculpt, whatever it is that you're kind of opening up to, you're starting to view your your reality in a different way. And for me, I find that's the moment of 
transition. And I am a huge, I love transitional moments. It's why I really love the liminal space. It's why I like working with teenagers who are on the journey to becoming adults or then working with different types of rite of passage. Mm. And it's that rite of passage moment where you see that person has stepped to the edge, they've come to the edge, mm. and then they, they, they go, oh, yeah, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and not to mention as well the storytelling, which kind of ties in with what you just said, but, you know, there's, there's something powerful about people but, you know, sometimes I don't think people always know their story or mm. they've forgotten their story or they forget they're even in control sometimes of their story. Not always, but sometimes they they can be the author of their own story. Mm. And, you know, sometimes the universe might script a little. They might script a little. <laughs> <laughs> might script a little together. <laughs> bit of a rap. Bit of a yeah. rap. But that storytelling, like you say, with the archetypes and the imagination, it's, it it all kind of weaves together really beautifully, doesn't it, to work in that arena almost. Yeah, because the story for me, um, uh, it's funny, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in a pantomime, like I said, this community pantomime, and there's a sense of community, you know, people that have come together who are performing for their local community just because, you know, yeah. it's what's brilliant. <laughs> it's just uh, so much fun, so much fun. But even like with... Um, that sense of community um oh I've lost my train of thought what was I saying I'm having one of those moments oh it's okay that's <laughs> all right we have those as well Being, storytelling see his storytelling his human beauty. storytelling story yeah that was it <laughs> see just you know just wanted to put that out there to the listeners that that's it see this is a, a goblin mode moment where it's like, ah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, so this... <laughs> I love goblin mode moments. Oh, yeah. I do. So storytelling, yeah. So I've, I've had so many jobs, as you know, Sally. I've had yes. so many jobs. And then at the moment, I'm doing a lot of different bits, you know, to bring in the stream of income as I set up the business. And then so it's like, so um, what do you do? And then I just sort of went, I'm a storyteller. And as soon as I said it, I was like, that is exactly what I am. Mm. Because no matter where I am, but I kind of feel I'm a storyteller, a story collector and a story mm. listener. Yes, mm. I like and So that. it's about those three aspects, but it's about the story. And it's always been about the story because it's my own story that cr- has created the path that I'm now on. Yeah. Mm. Witnessing, telling, recreating my own story and seeing it performed by other people, performing it myself. It just, it changes the whole lens of kind of your experience of your story. And so for me, it's always about the story. And you when know, you consciously step into that, it's it's beautiful. Absolutely. And, and as you're saying all of that, do you know what was just landing down with me is this idea, you know, when you're saying about the storyteller, the story creator and story listener. Story collector and story Story listener. collector, sorry. Story yeah. collector, story listener. When I've... When I've spoken to you about, you know, stuff that uh, that I've been struggling with, um, particularly particularly fear. Fear has been mm. a thing for me that has followed me my entire life. And my wonderful imagination will create something terrifying for me to then battle and deal with. And Mary Rita has just been incredible um, support for me 
going through all of that. And as you were talking, I'm just thinking, do you know what you've actually helped me to do? You've helped me reassemble some of the characters or potentially archetypes or elements of my story into a way that doesn't make it as fearful, makes it more accessible. And I mean, how powerful is that? That is really powerful. Actually, I'm getting shivers because it's just I I think I knew that Mary Rita but as you were just saying that last bit I'm like damn (laughs) (laughs) Damn, that's what what she's helped me do (laughs) it's just kind of weaving a few of these okay these these characters in Sally's story we're just maybe going to switch the role around and pop them back in (laughs) and see how she responds to that to 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 take charge of your own story as well I suppose isn't it well you know it's, I, mean? but I, I think sometimes when fear is yeah I do but I think I think sometimes as well when fear is such a massive element to any part of your story for me my my, my coping strategy was oh I just ignore it yeah <laughs> I'm just gonna put close it in that fear cupboard and not open the door <laughs> and Mary Rita was like Sally let's get this door open open the door <laughs> I'm going to shove you in there. Whoa. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> what do you see? <laughs> I feel like I should have a tagline on the website because um, it's still under construction at the moment, but I feel like I should have a, a tagline that says, come to the edge and I'll push you over it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> brilliant do you know what though that that it just it's it's such a rare gift it's such a rare gift and but the thing is though Mary Rita you might push him over the edge but the person doesn't know you've already provided him with a parachute right so it's 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 a you've got their back absolutely pull them back up absolutely Carabina, I got the carabina around my waist. Such is that little landing space for the moment. Um, <laughs> I'll be down in a minute. <laughs> oh, so true. So true. I love that. Oh god. Right. <laughs> I might oh. have to do more editing of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> just leave in all the laughter I might need to just tweak the noise you know because we we might be quite loud loud. (laughs) (laughs) I think I think we will oh that was brilliant (laughs) Mary Rita thank you so much for joining us and being our guest and explaining more about the transpersonal and how people can use it in their everyday it's been powerful hasn't it's been really fascinating thank you so much Mm. thank you for having me both of you it's a pleasure to be here with you and just again starting a conversation and creating some ripples hopefully hopefully yeah ripples (laughs) are in creation (laughs) (laughs) right okay so yeah it's been awesome we will see you again for um our next episode mm-hmm. and um, thank you so much to Mary Rita thank you thank you <laughs>